Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 637 with our review of Evil Eye. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, we are diving back in to talk about uh, the, I guess... I don't know the order of them, but this is our third review from the first four Welcome to the Blumhouse films that uh, were released on Amazon Prime. And uh, yeah, we're finally getting around to those <laughs> the second two films. We, d- we did, for the record, it's my fault. We, we did watch these two weeks ago, and <laughs> I just didn't have time to review either of the weekends. So <laughs> we've been putting it off, but we're finally here. We're ready to talk about it. Yeah, the, the evil ear came after us and we had mm. to like get together and be like, no, we got to do this before the evil ear gets us. Yeah, it's not the evil we that did it. It's just the evil eye. Chris would have been able to record it anytime. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, any a, any thoughts uh, so far on our journey through the Blumhouse films? I know I know you've talked about the your your happiness that you haven't been scared by any of these so far. Um, yeah. So any other thoughts besides that? I have a kind of love-hate relationship with anthology series, I think, in that it is cool that there is a lot of content, but it does make it feel like it it waters down the experience a little bit. Like, like frankly, when I was rescheduling these reviews, it's partly because these Blumhouse movies don't feel like real movies to me. It feels more like another <laughs> thing I'm also talking about. And yeah. I, I don't think it's because their quality is that different from a lot of like direct VOD type things. It's just because it it's presented as, hey, here are these four movies to watch. Um, yeah. And for some reason, that makes me approach them differently. I approach them more like, oh, this is another entry in this anthology show that I'm watching. And I, I don't know, I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but that's the sense I get with this series is that it's like, I can't imagine like theatrical releases with trailers and stuff for these movies. It, it, they feel more like a package deal. And, and I don't really know how to how to account for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we'll get into that. Your last statement there a lot when we talk about this film, because mm-hmm. it existing within the package requires certain things about like i'm sure i'm sure it wasn't like somebody wrote this film and then be like well you know what we could do we could throw it into the blumhouse and then change the ending like i'm sure this film was always this film but when you're watching it within the group it 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 kind of colors your your view of it a little bit uh mm-hmm. and uh yeah I'll, I'll say more about that uh, a little bit later in this <laughs> in this episode sure cool uh well let's go ahead and get started We are going to play a trailer for Evil Eye, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Hey. Hey. Have we met? Wow, I use that line a lot. (laughs) I'm Sunvi. Pallavi. Beautiful name. Thank you. Emma. Um, I've met someone. Palu, this is such good news. I've been praying for a good man for you. Can you give me his date of birth? You're not checking our horoscopes. Talk to your daughter. Astrology is unscientific nonsense. Hmm. Are you wearing a bracelet? Yes. Good. It will protect you, darling. If you're not careful, bad things could happen. So, tell me about your last relationship. She wasn't who I thought she was. What does that mean? She tried to kill herself. 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's to. It's okay. These rich, cute babies. No wonder we've hardly seen you this last month. Is your mom happy? I thought she was. I don't want you to fall in love with the wrong man. Why can't you just be happy for me? Palu, don't take it to heart. Your mother was in a very bad relationship. How bad? He was dangerous. She never really recovered. I don't think he ever went away. He is Sandeep. Sandeep is him. I just have to warn her. Can we please go to a doctor? Leave before it's too late. Mom. You sound like you believe what you're saying. Let us help you. For your own good. She's cursed. I have to save her. This is madness. I pray that my daughter be spared. Ma, you need help. I'm trying to save your life, Palu. See, I knew if we just met him in person, everything would be fine. All right, so that was the trailer for Evil Eye. Um, it is the story of a young woman um, who is, you know, just just going about her life, but her mother, who uh, is back in India, is sort of very, very concerned with her well-being and her going out and finding a, a suitable man to set, sort of settle down with. And uh, yeah, she be is slightly overbearing. And it's sort of about the dynamic of how this daughter and mother interact with each other and uh, what might come about with the new man who is in her life. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Evil Eye? I think this is both a perfect and not great example of what the Blumhouse model does, and in particular what this like Welcome to the Blumhouse series is doing, which is the like the good part. It's telling very specific stories, right? It like they try to tap into real experiences and then turn them into psychological horror. So like in you know the last few movies we watched, there's like the experience of going through abuse and how that might change someone and like the desire for families to want to rectify that situation. Or there's the, you know, uh, the more canonical examples, uh, the non-anthology versions like Invisible Man or Get Out or something, right? They're taking real things and then being like, let's ratchet this up into psychological horror territory. Um, and in this case, it, it's talking about a specific anxiety, which, like, I haven't experienced, but, like, I've, you know, been friends with and worked with enough people to know it is a real thing of, like, people who come from families with, like, very traditional views on marriage, like, in, in this case, people uh, from India, the weight that that puts on them of having to make their parents happy versus wanting to have their own freedom. Yeah. Um, and this movie is clearly about, like, okay, great, let's take that idea and let's turn it into something psychological. Um, and in that sense, like, I think it's cool. Like when I realized what this movie was doing early on, I was like, oh yeah, I, li I like this. This is cool. This is like, you know, Invisible Man, but with like characters from India instead. Like, it, like it's going to have a different spin on it because it's talking about a different anxiety. Um, <laughs> this is a visible man. <laughs> yeah. And for, I would say the first half of this movie, I, I was pretty happy with it on that level, you know, not like amazing, but like, yeah, this is good. This is, you know, solid, solid Blumhouse type of movie. And then it 
it pushes into territory that is spoiled on IMDb, but I'm still not going to talk about too much. Um, yeah. And it just kind of completely lost me there. I feel like it went full into the, we are going to tell a horror movie and the, the, the low budget nature of Blumhouse Productions works great when you are telling a human story. And the moment you start to tell any other story, I feel like it gets very goofy. And in this case, it felt goofy to me by the end. Um, and that, I don't know, that, that left me kind of cold. Like, I think the characters are pretty charming. Like, I thought the lead, uh, Pallavi, played by Sunita, uh, Sunita Mani, she was good. Like, I immediately identified with her the way I'm supposed to of, like, wanting her to get out of her parents' control and live a little. And, like, I, you know, I, I kind of believed the pressures that she goes through. Um, I like the parents back in New Delhi quite a bit, especially I thought the dad was like extremely charming. Like he was a kind of good relief from the rest of the movie. He just was like a, a loving man on the sidelines uh, the whole time. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know. There's just a lot of there's a lot of silly in it. And there's a lot of things that just like buggered belief for me, even little details like. I know the time zone difference is like 12 hours from New Orleans to Delhi. And there were so many times in this movie where like they're on the phone and they're both like it's daytime for both of them together and they're just having a conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what time is it? Like, I know this movie was like made and starring people who, you know, have lived this before. Like, so surely, you know, the details, but I, I don't know. There were things that felt sloppy to me. And then the more yeah. it goes into, um, horror domains the less i was vibing with the movie and by the end i was like okay just do your thing movie like you lost me in the third act so i don't know that, that's kind of how i felt so far not my least favorite of them least favorite <laughs> is still the lie but this is definitely not the best either um yeah i mean i i have the basically the same the same sentiments um about this film i mean when, when it started i was kind of like okay cool i'm on board with this um, and the more I watched it, I was like, this is a pretty good drama. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with this. Like the acting was great. Like the sentiments, there was huge like swaths of emotion just being thrown about. Like just the story of this daughter, like whose heart is breaking because her mom's heart is breaking. Like they, like they, they have amazing chemistry together. It was all believable. I was like, this film is great. I'm having a great time with this. This is a great drama. And then I was like, wait. I'm not watching a drama. This is a Blumhouse film. When is the Blumhouse going to happen? And then from then on out, I started to get like, I just, I was fearful, not that I would be scared by the movie, but fearful that the movie I was watching that was great on its own was going to have to become something else to fit in here. And that's kind of what I was teasing at the beginning of this is, is, it is like I, I enjoy anthologies um, in general. Like I'm, I'm more than happy to sit and watch an anthology um, because I like mini stories um, and, and just being able to have a bunch of individual stories that are all like in a theme is cool. But the problem is when the theme is horror, um, like it, for me, it works for Black Mirror, right? Because the whole premise of Black Mirror is like, we're showing you the fearful extension of some reality of your life and where it could go wrong. You're watching it specifically for that. And it never is trying to pretend to be something else. And this film, like if you, if you just 
were flipping through channels and this was 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 on and you started watching it you're like oh this is a nice fun family movie <laughs> right yeah. and then it, it just like it, it's almost like a twist when it becomes a horror film and I, I don't know to me that there's something there's something for some reason it doesn't work in this film for me the way it works in black mirror um where i'm like specifically watching to see how the writer is is trying to imagine a potential reality that i could live one day this just feels like okay you're just doing some weird ass shit now and i don't i don't and i i'm even fine with like like even the little hints of like like spiritualness in it where it's talking about what the evil eye is and like hoping she wears the charm and what might happen if she takes the charm off temporarily. Like I'm still on board. Like I'm on board with potentially this new man in her life, not being the man that she wants him to be. Um, or, or maybe just turning out to be like a piece of shit. Like most men are like, I would be totally on board with that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the literal aspect of this movie that makes it feel a little ridiculous by the yeah, end. Like yeah. I was, I was totally into the evil eye thing too. I mean, I, I have my little espresso cup that I drink from most days <laughs> that I got from Turkey that has the evil eye all over it too. And I like learned about that a little bit. Like, yeah, there's all these, you know, a lot of different cultures have this superstition of like the the evil eye protects you because if if it's already watching, then other evil won't try to get you anymore. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, this bring a little bit of culture in the movie. Like, I, I'm into it. I get it. Like. It's the overbearing parent and like she's too worried, but then maybe she'll be right anyway. Like that's all fine. You know, like you said, it's a good drama. Like it works totally well as a drama. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know how to put my finger on why the last like half hour of this movie was so goddamn cheesy to me. Yeah. I mean, and, and there are still things that like, that's, that's the weird thing too, is there are still things that like I am waiting for the daughter to catch up to some things that the mother wants her to catch up to. And there's still things that she does to try to reveal things to her, which I still I'm like, all right, all right. Cool. I mean, I don't believe that you would have kept those, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> there are yeah. things where it's like, it works cinematically as like a, a, a tell, but it, it doesn't, it still doesn't make sense. And it, it's, there, there's this thing where I'm like, I'm like, come on. And then I like, I was already, so th- this this film had me disappointed by the time it was at the end, right? And then the last shot made me actually angry. <laughs> like, mm. I was like, you think you're so fucking clever <laughs> with that last shot. I was like, but it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, any, any last thoughts on this film, Stephen? Uh, only that I would much rather see this director and this cast who, again, like, I think the cast are pretty killer. Like, I think they're great. Um, I would much rather see them just do an actual drama, like do, do their version of like, I don't know. There've been so many TV shows and stuff lately where it's like taking a specific point of view and just like talking about what it means to actually live that life. Like I would love just a, a drama, like an easy type show of, Hey, this is what life is like for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a daughter of uh, parents who live in India and I'm dating in the world in New Orleans. Let's talk about life for a while. Like, I feel like it would be great. Like, I think the setup is totally great. And I just, of all the places it could go, I wish it didn't enter the Blumhouse. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't grow up in the Blumhouse. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, I think we can probably start getting to verdicts then. This might be a little short episode, but that's all right. Um, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going pass with a caveat. I Again, I think it's a super promising premise, and I actually enjoyed the first half of it quite a bit, but it just, it, it really felt cheeseball by the end, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I think this movie... It, it it just doesn't stick the landing and the way sometimes not sticking the landing is fine with me i still will be like yeah i mostly liked it just like yeah i don't like the end of it but this time it really for me kind of ruined what it was trying to do in a way that i don't know I, I just didn't think it worked very well but you know again make it into a drama and i'm game i'll i'll go back and watch the drama cut of this movie yeah yeah which is basically just until somebody gets on a plane <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's going to be a pass for pass with a caveat for me as well. Um, I, yeah, that that first part was good, and even like going back for a second to you talked about the father liking him. He is like where a lot of the drama comes from. Just the nature of who he is as a man in this family, like his role to play, his relationship to his now wife and her past boyfriend, and like him trying to be like the person in between. Um, and, and that's the one thing we haven't even talked about yet. Hold on a second. I need to back up. One of the things that makes this film so interesting and heightens the reality of it, it it's been, sorry, it's been two weeks since I watched this, so things are now just starting <laughs> to coming back to me, is the added thing of the more and more suspicious she gets, the more people start to assume that it's dementia or some form of old age that right. is causing her to feel these feelings. I thought that was a fantastic way to deal with like this because there's already you already have this this inherent like I I really care about my daughter but but then the mother herself is in the state of like she she knows that she's getting older and she's like if I'm not going to be here or be able to help as much in the near future I want my daughter to be married and I can I can rest easily knowing that I'm potentially fading, knowing that she's safe and t protected. So it's like, there's this, there's this extra dynamic of, of it's not just this, this really close relationship between a mother and daughter and about disapproval. It's also about the, the state of the, the, the mother who's aging and, and like where she is. Like, I, I just thought that was, right. there was such a nice dynamic that it brought all of that together. That that's why the drama was so good. Cause it was like, Oh shit, this is like, this is heavy. Like, this isn't just like, mom, stay off me. I want to date whoever I want to. It's, it's like, yeah. And it, like, you make me realize I, I was also focusing very much on just the experience of the younger person of like the pressures from parents. But this is also about the paradox of like being a parent where like you want your kid to flourish, you know, they aren't going to perfectly follow in your footsteps. Like there's even a, a line that someone said, in the movie of like, look, you're young, you're an American. We know we didn't raise a nun, you know, like, like they're trying to be like, Hey, we get it. But then yeah. the, this is like, what if, what if that fear you have is real and your desire to not be overbearing is like coming in conflict with the fact that you do know what is right. And I like, I don't know. I, I think it is very clever in the way that it lays that out. Yeah. So there you go. Some more positive things to talk about this film, um, as, as we come to a close, um, but yeah, anyways, it's still it's still a film that because of where it's going and because of where it exists, I, I it's hard for me to bump up. But there are some great things in the beginning of this film. So, you know, there it is. Have the, have at that. 
<laughs> yep. um, but yeah, that's going to bring us to the end of our review of Evil Eye. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Evil Eye, um, or maybe just the credit music, um, but uh, hopefully you are enjoying that as it plays right now. We are going to take off, and we have one more Blumhouse film to talk to you about, and uh, we're going to go record a review of Nocturne. Bye. Bye.